Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Hey, what is up? It is your boy, Johnny Mags, back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am joined, as always, with... Daniel Garcia. And uh, another week in Angels baseball, a whole hell of a lot better than last week. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. No wins last week, so... Yeah, that was a tough week. Like I said, that was the, <laughs> probably the worst week we had as a podcast. Since we've been doing it for, what, two and a half years now, so... Yeah. Uh, glad to see that week behind us. Something positive to talk about. Some wins, actually, hey finally. Jeez. So um, before we get things started, we'd like to take a, a, a minute here to talk about our newest sponsor. And it's a new season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Kind of, I guess. He's got his helmet on. I don't know. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is with Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting my money down on all the games. And that's my bookie is a place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping uh, super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it's, it only costs 100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that have been good to me. That's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. You've got the most reward player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the under over on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and get $200 in free bets. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's Visit MyBookie online. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code CHAIR. When creating your account to claim the bonus, bet, win, and get paid. So, my bookie. There we go. All right, so let's get it kickstarted. I mean, uh, this week, like I said, like I mentioned, I mean, a lot better than last week. We're actually going to talk about some victories here. But, unfortunately, the, when we recorded, we kind of talked about that game. I didn't write too many notes because we, yeah, we covered Thursday, it in the last yeah, podcast. Yeah, we covered it in the last one. So, uh, Friday. On Friday. Friday. Better, yeah. Friday, we were hoping, yeah, let's change it around. Break that, that little streak we were on. And it really didn't work out. 16-4 was the final. The Angels lost in this one. Barrio went five innings. He gave up six hits, five earned runs. He didn't walk anybody. He gave up or he struck out three. The Angels jumped ahead early, three nothing. But were blank until the seventh when they added one more run. But that was all that the Angels could do. They the Angels allowed sixteen runs on fourteen hits. That's that's yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things where when a certain player beats you, it's kind of frustrating. Uh, JD Martinez went four for five with four RBIs and two home runs. Um, you know, Jaime didn't do terrible. Again, five innings, uh, 99 pitches. I mean, he was right at the 100-pitch mark. But uh, the bullpen went three innings and gave up seven. That was the real backbreaker in the situation was the fact that um, you have Anderson, Mejia, and Cahill uh, contribute to those three three innings and give up seven earned runs. I mean, I don't know um, many teams that are going to win doing that. But uh, definitely a tough way to tough way to finish a game when they were up 3-0 yeah. at the top of the first yeah, and they didn't do anything until the seventh, like I said. So they got limited there after they scored those three runs in the first inning. So already the Angels are in the series. The best they can hope for is a split. So going into the next game, the Angels, they won this one 12-4. Hey, now. The only thing, hallelujah, right? The only thing was uh, three and two-thirds of an inning for Andrew Heaney. He gave up three hits, one run, one walk, four Ks. He pitched himself out of, out of a lot of trouble there in the first couple well, innings with a lot of yeah, pitches. Well, part of it, too, was the fact that this is his. This was his first start after the, his stand on the IL. So, right. again, um, coming into it, it was pretty well known that the cap for Heaney was going to be around that 80-pitch mark. 
And so he went three and two thirds, but his pitch count was at 74. But like you said, he had to work out of a lot of mm. situations. And when you do that, obviously your pitch count's going to go up. Obviously, um, you're not going to be able to go long into games as right. you want. But right. again, th- uh, two and three, uh, three and two thirds, four, uh, three hits, one, one earned run. run. Again, was a good good start considering the circumstances in which you know coming off the IL, you don't want to push him too much considering the season is the way it is. Yeah, so the Angels like the day before jumped ahead to a first inning three nothing lead, and that was capped by a Justin Upton home run. Driven out toward right field, toward the corner, has a chance to sneak out of here, and it does. A big fly for Justin Upton the opposite way, three nothing Angels. Good to see Upton score some runs there, uh, get some runs in with runners in scoring position. So gets it over pesky pole there in the corner. And then the six, the Angels add on, capped by a Mike Trout two-run home run. His first ever home run in and that, Park. And that was super – like, I did not see that at all. Like, I was no. surprised to hear yeah. that. You would just think, the you know, the success he's had over his career that and playing Boston every year in Boston, whether it's three or four games, you would just think – Eventually, or, or sooner or later, he at least got in contact with one of them, and at least made one home run. But especially that little, that you know, the big monster, the the monster's not far. No, it's just high. It's just high. So you yeah. would think he'd have one already, or but. even like how Upton did his and kind of wrapped it around Pesky's pole. Yeah. That's only what three, like three ten down the line. And you got to do is wrap yeah. around the pole, and yeah. it's not that far. But yeah, I was really surprised to hear that that was his first career home run in Boston. I was that was yeah. something that was a little bit of a shock. He smashed that one too. So the Angels would keep adding to that and win this this one twelve out of four, breaking the streak. They won. They won. Yeah, the game. there we go. Um, so heading into the next game, you know. Robles pitched the ninth. Uh, right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. <laughs> so heading into the next game, the Angels were hoping for that series split. And, uh, Patrick Sandoval would take the mound. He went four and two-thirds. He gave up six hits, four and runs, four walks, a little on the high side on four innings. That's a walk per inning. Four Ks. And again, the Angels jump ahead early again, scoring three runs in the first two innings. The Red Sox would tie it, unfortunately, and eventually take the lead in the fifth. But in the eighth is when the Angels would tie it, and they tied it on a Cole Calhoun solo shot. Cole Calhoun will start it off, and he lifts a high fly ball that's carrying deep out to right field. Martinez at the wall, and that one is out of here. So that being tied, the Angels actually go into extra innings. Uh, and that, in that tenth inning, the Angels would take a lead on a Anthony Bemboom single. First with the Angels. Pull to the right side. Base hit. There it is. Welcome to the Angels. Anthony Bemboom with the RBI knock and the Angels lead at 5-4 here in the 10th. So the, as you heard Victor there, the Angels took the lead. Actually, Hanzo Robles, the Undertaker, came in in the ninth to kind of close that little threat they had there. And he would eventually get the victory in this game. Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. A weird thing about this, too, we mentioned in the game before, on the Saturday game, how Trout's first home run in Boston. This was actually Cole Calhoun's first home run in Boston also. So um, a good time to have the first. And uh, unsung hero, uh, Bamboom, coming. Again, he got called up that day. Yeah. And Victor Rojas, uh, a couple games later, was telling a story that he didn't get to the stadium until about 30 minutes before first pitch. He rolled up with his, you know, his baseball bag and his like pretty much his suitcases for the trip. Yeah, and trying to find an entrance to, into Fenway, and then getting called upon late because of the um, Upton pitch hitting for Stassi in the eighth. So obviously, uh, Bamboom comes in to play catcher after that, and then again, first pitch he sees his first hit as an angel. So um, all about timing, I guess. So that was a really good timing for um, Bamboom. But Sandoval, this is his second game. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, his first start, though, because if you remember, his first yeah, game opener. Was, had an opener. So four and two-thirds, four earned runs, four walks. Again, 95 pitches. So um, you would like to see him go deeper. But with 95 pitches, yeah. you kind of have to pull the ripcord there, especially a young arm. He had um, that one inning where he kind of kind of lost it, and I think that cost him, you know. Yeah, innings. Getting into like the innings. Sixth. Yeah, yeah, innings later. The pitches, yeah. you know, early hurt for innings later. Um, and for as much bullpen was struggling on Friday, they really did a great job on Sunday going five and a third innings with zero runs. That was Buttry, Camp, and Robles that, that contributed to all that. So, um, again, it, it kind of comes to the inconsistencies and consistencies of the, of the team. But when they're on, you know, they're able to play, I think, with anybody. It's just getting that every single uh, time they're on the field is what's, what's hurting them in the long run right now. Yeah, for sure. So, leaving Boston, heading to Anaheim. 
starting the series the very next day against a Pirates team where you would hope the Angels would kind of take advantage of, and hey, it got ugly quick. Suarez went three innings, gave up seven hits, four runs, no walks, two Ks. The Pirates scored three runs in the first and then added three more through the next two innings. The Angels scored one run in the fourth and fifth innings. But that was all as, uh, as they lose 10-2 to two in this one. It was a pretty rough game. Yeah, it was a rough game. Um, some of these games, though, I mean, they they are having, and I think this is one of the games where they were really struggling defensively. Yep. And and when you struggle defensively, it, it, it you know, it, it hurts. I mean, this game they had three errors. I believe two of them were in the first inning. Um, so when you have a young pitcher on the mound and your team's struggling, you you have to, I don't want to say play perfect, but pretty close to it. And if you go back and when Angel teams were successful, whether or not they had pitching or whether or not they had, um, you know, uh, offense, their defense was kind of their calling card. Yeah. Regardless. And and this defense, the the for the last week, I, I totaled them up for the week of between podcasts. They had 11 errors, which is very, Eesh. very unangel like. But again, you're seeing guys like uh, Stasi, uh, not Stasi, um, Thice. You're seeing guys like Renhifo. You're seeing guys like Tovar. Guys that are young and need development. These are the guys that are also, uh, you know, committing errors. And it's kind of part of that learning curve for people that want to say, um, let the young guys play, let them get better. Well, that, you know, they are, but there's going to be lumps like this in, in, in between. And, and the defense is definitely showing up in, in, in games like this, where you have three errors and two of them in the first inning that again, Pirates scored three in the first inning. If they get out of that inning with maybe just only one run, maybe momentum changes, maybe um, Suarez goes a little bit deeper than in the game. You're not, called upon on the bullpen as much but yeah definitely uh defensively needs to kind of step up throughout the throughout the week and throughout the rest of the season if, if the angels want to compete for a lot of these games yeah you know you're down six nothing before you score your first run that's not conducive to winning so they you got to play almost perfect like you said you got defensively you got to you got to be on it uh so the next game against the pirates i mean this one was uh canyon again um Started not being able to go deep into the game. Four innings pitched, six hits, three in runs, three walks, two Ks. Again, this one was where the Angels jumped ahead early, 4 nothing to the first two innings. But then Pittsburgh was scored three in the third, then four in the fifth, then one in the sixth, and then two in the seventh. And that would prove to be enough as, you know, the they win this one 10-7. The Angels made a little rally there at the end, but couldn't really um, muster up enough runs. You got beat, They got so far behind early. That you know the comeback was almost like you know it's one of those deals where it made it look good. Yeah, but you know it, we really we know yeah. why it was the way it was. Yeah. But you know, kind of going back to what Canning again, his first start also on the IL, yeah. off the IL, so yep. he was limited. He went uh, eighty pitches. So again, that's kind of like when these when they bring guys back, that kind of seems to be their cap when um, when they come back. But he goes again, eighty pitches in four innings. It's, it's it's a lot different than eighty pitches in over seven innings. So, again, I, I don't I don't know how much you know can help this team when you're when your your younger guys are getting up these pitch counts, but they're doing it in the first like three or four innings. That's mm-hmm. what's really hurting the team. Not so much, you know, why aren't these guys stretched out? Well, 80, 80 pitches in four innings isn't great. And then, um, like you said, Angels really in four four zero off the two. Uh, Taylor Cole, again, is struggling. He's off and on, it seems like. He went two and a third, or he went two-thirds of an inning, giving up four earned runs off of five hits and one home run. So, again, that is something that um, the Angels have struggled with. Absolutely. Uh, maturity. His pitcher's getting maturing at the major league level. So, anyway, heading into the next game, the se- the series finale. Angels hope to at least salvage this one, and they do. They win seven of four behind Dylan Peters, who actually pitched six innings. Four hits, two really good, runs, really, really good um, outing. one walk, six Ks. The Pirates got ahead early, 2 nothing. however, in the first. And then in the fourth, the Angels would get on the board on a Pujols RBI single passing Adrian Beltre for most of runs hit by a foreign-born player. Ground ball to the right side, a base hit. Shot's going to be waved around. Cabrera comes up with it, no thrown. Pujols with the RBI single to right, and now... The most hits ever by a foreign-born player. The Angels would then take the lead on a Renjifo Little League home run. And this is flared out to left field. Now it'll bring home a third run. The Angels are going to take a 3-2 lead. Misplayed by Reynolds. It goes into the corner. Luis headed to third base. Wave of home, Gallego. The windmill dies. Here comes Luis. Safe at home. Little League home run for Luis Renjifo. And then the Angels would add on it 
add on and win this one seven to four. The Undertaker puts a nail in this coffin. Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. So they salvaged that series uh, finale there against the Pirates. I was definitely hoping they didn't get swept by the Pirates. Yeah, again, Peters, I think hats off go to him. For six sure. innings pitch, two earned runs, six strikeouts. No home runs. Again, no home runs. That's kind of been the Angels' thing this year is giving up the long ball. Uh, 94 pitches. Um, Albert, I mean, it just it's kind of cool. Now you're starting to see a lot of these milestones or even these records you know, getting broke by him again, uh, most hits by international player. Um, that was pretty cool to see. Renjifo, uh, deceptively fast, I guess you can say now, because mm-hmm. he was flying around that, and, and it's good to see an error on the other side exactly. help out exactly. the Angels instead of costing them. So that was cool to see. But again, yeah, 7-4 victory, um, exactly what the Angels needed to try to, you know, keep things going again it, it, it all depends on that consistency level again you get six innings out of peter you, you set yourself up in a really good situation uh to win the game you know and again uh six innings 94 pitches for today's mlb that is pretty much a, yeah, a, a, that's, that's a quality that's start a, right there yep. yeah well if you thought that was a quality start just wait to the next one uh Started the series yesterday against the White Sox on Thursday. So we're recording here on Friday. Andrew Heaney went seven. Somebody went seven innings. Seven innings, four hits, three and runs, six Ks. The Angels jumped ahead early on a... Um, Angels jumped ahead early with a run in the first. And then in the third, Mike Trout hits a solo shot for number 40 of the season. Can the next pitch. This ball is lifted high. It's hit deep out there in the center field. Trout here. Hit it out to the rocks, did Mike Trout. Then, Jose Abreu would tie it in the fourth with a two-run shot. And in the fifth, the Angels would score three runs and would take or tack on with a Justin Upton three-run home run in the sixth. The White Sox would make it a little interesting there at the end. They yeah, score got, four runs got, in the ninth. It man. got really kind of sketchy at the end. You yes. kind of thought, like, all right, cool, they're going to coast through this. No. And Cahill came in and gave a couple runs, and then you're thinking, that, like, Then oh, that home run that Robles gave Robles up. Robles gave up the, the, uh, the keep of the two or, or bring it to one. To one. Yeah. But the Undertaker would eventually close the game on this one. Angels. Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. The Angels earned the 8-7 win against the White Sox. They still got a couple games with the White Sox here. It's a four-game set through this weekend. And I'll be there tomorrow, going. Saturday night. I was going to be there, but things changed. Yeah, you know, we'll see so. what happens. But no, but. For, for Thursday's game, though, too, what I really liked seeing was the fact that um, the 2-3-4 the two, three, four hitters, so we're talking about um, Trout, Otani, and Upton. For as much crap as Upton's been getting over the last – Month or so, he had the three-run home run in this game. He had a home run earlier in Boston. Um, But in this game, the 2-3-4 went 7 for 12 with two home runs, five RBIs, and they they were – Seven of the eight runs. So again, when you're when those guys are clicking, those mm-hmm. guys can carry um, a baseball team. And then when you get little inputs from from the, the Fletchers and Renhefos, the, yeah. the, the Calhoun, Calhoun, he wasn't in this lineup, but when he's in, you can get any kind of little production from him. That only makes everything a lot easier. But when the two, three, four guys again, Trout, Otani, and Upton are producing, it, it, it this team is really hard to beat. Um, offensively, because their offense can click and they all can produce a lot of runs. I was just happy that somebody in our rotation can actually go seven innings. And uh, no, it was it spot. was good. Again, yeah. this is his second start off the IL, so you knew they were going to probably push him a little bit more. His his limit was was eighty the first time, so you thought maybe 90, 90 95, and that's exactly yeah. what he ended up. With. He ended at ninety. So um, again, when you're when you are able to. Um, Get quick outs, get ahead in counts, which he did really, really well this game, getting six strikeouts but no walks, so no unnecessary pitches. I think that's the big thing with some of these pitchers is that right. when they get their pitch count up, is because they're walking three or four guys, and that's pitches on top that you don't pitches on top of pitches that you don't need to take as a pitcher. But um, again, seven innings, uh, his first seven inning game in a really long time. I think it was like the <laughs> second seventh inning game for a pitcher this year. Right. Um, but again, it, it it was really really good to see him, Andrew, take. I don't want to say he's taking that next step where he's turned a corner because you don't know. You got to see what he does next. But um, it was good to see this is the this is the quality stuff he can bring when he's on and when 
he can get his stuff more consistent. You can see that he can be a reliable two or three or four guy in that rotation and a good one. If he's a, yeah. if he's your three, he's a really really good three. If he's your two, he's probably gonna be an average two. But if you can slot him in that three spot, I think he could be a really really he's good three. Definitely a guy who is a part of a rotation. You know, oh, unfortunately, yeah, our rotation yeah. isn't the best, so he's, he's one kind of, of he's, our he's best. Kind of that, he's probably that one or two guy right now yeah. between him or Canning, but so, in an ideal situation. Again, he's a three. He's a three. He's yeah. a really good three, uh, uh, and I think that's probably where he'll best fit is, you know, if all things go knock on wood here, um, you know, if, if the Angels get Cole, if they, you know, and Otani comes back and Griffin um, matures. I mean, you're talking about – him or or Griffin or Haney being your three, and if that's the case, oh, I'll, ta- I'll take that. If that's the case, I'll that's take- a really good rotation. So yeah. again, if he can mature and become more consistent and, and develop, uh, Andrew, and he's your three, I think that's a really really good lineup. Absolutely. So that wraps it up for the week. Some actual wins for us in this one. Yeah, it, it, felt, it felt good to watch a couple games and not be like, yeah, let's bounce. Yeah. So that does it for the week in review. Um, you have any news on the docket there? Um, I guess some of the big news again. Uh, we can go over transitional moves all the time. Yeah, I mean we can have Dude. a podcast weekly just for that. But I guess some of the big moves is that uh, Noe Ramirez got reinstated. But hey, guess what? That means you still got to serve your three game suspension. So I <laughs> yeah. think I think he's serving that now on Thursday yeah, yeah, on yeah, Friday yeah. night. I think this might be his second or last game serving it. Yeah, I think it. you're right. Um, so again, that's something that happened. Uh, a little surprising, JC getting outrighted to uh, Salt Lake. He has been struggling a little bit. His velocity has been down since coming back from Tommy John surgery, and it hasn't been, um, hasn't come back like some people thought. So uh, now it's kind of in his hands. In a couple of days, if he clears waivers, he can have that option of being um, just released free agency wise, right. or um, accepting the outright and just going down to Salt Lake and working, and then maybe. Um, if need be, putting back on the 40-man roster and being brought up. But, again, that's kind of going to be in his court once he clears waivers. But um, another big thing that happened this week was the 2020 schedule mm-hmm. got released. Mm-hmm. Um, and, unfortunately, for Angel fans, this will be the fourth year in a row the Angels open up on the road at Houston. How do you feel about that? I mean, at least it's not Oakland this time. But uh, right off the bat, we get Houston – Opening day, I man, I would love to have an opening day in Anaheim. It's been so long. It feels like it's been forever. I mean, yeah, I remember. I remember four, going to that game. Four year olds that have never experienced it, an opening day. At yeah, I was at the opening. I think Trout homered in that opening day. I think it was against the Mariners. Uh, but it's just crazy that how do how, why does that happen to us? I don't know. It happens to just if Rob Mafford's listening to this podcast. We want answers. Give we us want one, answers girl. now. Um, again, so opening day at Houston, March 26th. Again, like I said, fourth year on the road. Home opener against Houston again, April 3rd, oh, good. a Friday. But this is going to be the interesting part. People were saying if Cole, if Garrett Cole again, knock on wood, he signs with the Angels, he'll be starting opening day at Houston. Yeah. In Houston. And then probably just the way it works out, he, there's a good chance he can start opening day in Anaheim. Um, interleague play. And this kind of is going to lead into our poll, poll question later. But interleague Coming to Angel Stadium, you'll have the Nationals, the Marlins, and the Mets. And at least. And the Dodgers. Mm. The one thing, though, I, I see, I saw. Play them late. We play the Dodgers late. Well, not only that, when they come to Angel Stadium, it's finally going to be a Friday-Saturday series. It's going to be wow. a two-game series. Yeah. And for the for the longest time, ever since they really started doing this, I feel like it's always been like Tuesday-Wednesday or Wednesday-Thursday or something in the middle where, like me, I feel like I want to go there early and experience the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. So. The Saturday game in Anaheim, I might have to uh, pony up some dough and finally go see an Angels-Dodger um, game because you can get there early, you can tailgate, you can actually enjoy it instead of trying to rush and get through traffic. I don't enjoy those games. So I don't go to those games. I think I just want to go just to say I've been to one. I, I mean, never, I've, I've, I've been to one. I've never been okay, to one, well, so it's like makes... one of those things you're just going to have to do it until you, uh, yeah. you know, before you die. You'll feel like me before. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, cool, I did it. Okay, now what's next? But, yeah, you, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, on the road. Miami, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. Ooh, so, um, out of those three road NL uh, teams, my, again, Miami, Atlanta, Philadelphia, which one would you, if you had uh, a golden ticket and you can go to any game uh, of one of those, which one would you go? Uh, that's tough because it's, it's definitely not Miami. It's going to be Philly or, or Atlanta. You want to go to South Beach? No. Um, Philly only because it's the city of Philadelphia. The rich history, the, the you know the country, the again, Liberty I, Bell. What I'm looking for when I saw that, huh. 
what's the kind of response right. Trout's going to get. You beat me to it. Yeah, the Mike Trout going back to Philly, see what kind of response After he'll get. After he got the yeah the, uh, contract. the contract. Everyone swore he was going over there, even yeah. Bryce. Oh you, oh, you know, they, they thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, even before they signed Bryce, they yeah. figured, oh, okay, whatever, we'll get Trout. Yeah. So even Bryce said, "Oh, there's a guy whose contract's do, up in two years." Do they? I mean, again, I'm guessing when we when we do this podcast, you know, in, in mm-hmm. five months when it happens, or six months whenever it happens, uh, I'm sure that'll be a talking point to see how the reaction will be. Knowing that, yeah, you guys are cool, but I decided to stay here. I didn't even give you a chance to, to sell me on it. The, um, but um, Atlanta's a tough team. I think they're going to compete uh, this so year young. for the National League Championship. Yeah, they're so young, they're young. only going to get better. Acuna Jr. is unbelievable he's player. He's, he's one of my favorites. And they have a, a sure. they have a good pitching staff over. I think I think Atlanta will give LA a run for their money this year in the, in the playoffs. You know they're young, but man, they got nothing to lose. They're playing with house money, and they're exciting oh, yeah, to watch. Definitely. But I guess I would say Philadelphia just because of the whole Mike Trout yeah. situation. Yeah, I would sure. probably pick Miami just because I have family in Miami. Oh, well, so there you go. There that's you go. Why. Mine's a little tilted that way. I have a cousin. Well, you'll have the whole stadium all to yourself. That's what I'm saying, go. and I don't have to worry about getting tickets. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. I can make a trip out of it and go on a cruise afterwards. Mike Trout might actually get a few thousand people in there, but still yeah, a very exactly. empty stadium. I get, shoot, man, right. go on South Beach and, you know. Go see where they film Scarface, I guess. Yeah, I don't that's know. cool. I have a friend that lives in Miami, but so. yeah, I'm good. I'll go. I'd go to Philadelphia. So if anyone wants to sponsor me and go into that Miami series next year, um, you can find me at Daniel Garcia eighty seven on Twitter. But no, <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are the I guess you know the the, the bigger news this week. Um, you know the, the schedule came out and everyone wants to look at the schedule ahead of time. But I'm sure as the season gets closer and closer to the next year, we'll we'll definitely start peeking at it maybe a little bit more, especially after free agency and all that stuff cool so that wraps it up for our week slash new segment of our show we're going to take a quick commercial break it we're from our sponsor when we come back as usual the poll questions the email we've got a little special little thing going on here at the end so stay tuned and here's a word from our sponsors hey, hey what's up johnny catfish here ambassador for groom goon beard and body care Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. This is Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio. Every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsors for sponsoring our show. Um, not the usual segment. Well, it is a usual segment, but not the Well, I mean, Chris usual. isn't here, so this usually would be his spot. Well, you can't- we can't really say usual because it's got to be consistent to be usual. So, so whatever. No surprises. Poll questions. <laughs> yeah. So this week's poll question again. Every week I try to put up a poll question on our Twitter, Halo underscore Haven, um, about baseball, about the season, and stuff going on. So this week's poll question was: You know, Pittsburgh was in town. This was their final interleague series of the year. My question was: Do you enjoy? Do you like interleague games? Uh, 67% said yes, 33% said no. How do you feel about this? Uh, I think they're – I'm indifferent to it just because it doesn't matter if we do or don't. And, and to, to be honest, I think it's pretty cool that you're able to play a team uh, that you're not used to playing. As it, I, You know, I'll be more prone to buy a ticket to go to Angel Stadium and to watch the Angels play the Braves than to go watch the Angels play the Mariners. You know what I mean? Uh, Mariners are a team that we can watch, what, 18 times a year. Uh, Braves and the Nationals and these teams, the Pirates, that you're not used to seeing, you can actually go and see. So I, I think that is the cool factor about it. Um, I'm indifferent. I'm really indifferent to it. Yeah, I mean, it's cool seeing new new teams, but I would kind of almost wish they would get rid of 
and I know this would never happen because of the tradition of baseball in general, but get rid of the NLAL and go to kind of like basketball, West Coast, West, West and East. Yeah. So now instead of playing, you know, doing kind of a seven-game, eight-game series with Boston and New York, you know, maybe three here, three there, or four and three or whatever, I'd rather that be against San Diego. I'd rather that be against L.A. I'd rather be against San Francisco. For us fans, we're able to go to more of these parks. And that's my whole thing. Like, I want to go to these parks and see the Angels play in, in um, Petco. I want to see the Angels go play up in San Francisco. And the fact that you have to wait, you know, mm-hmm. like three, three four years, years yeah. Kind of sucks. So I, I mean, that's what I wish they would end up doing. And maybe once they get expansion and go to 32 teams, maybe that's something they, they realistically think about doing. But, yeah. you know, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. But I would rather w- them us play like San Diego six times or right? L.A. seven times, yeah. uh, San Francisco uh, seven times, and being able to kind of ex- explore those kind of arenas also. You know what that does, the whole West East thing, is it gives the Angels a better opportunity to make the playoffs as well because well, yeah. if you put the Angels in the National League West, they're not as bad as they are right well, now. Well, no, not only that, and, and not only that, too, if you go East-West, the traveling thing helps the players, For sure, too, you yeah, know? no and doubt. Then, and then you can play kind of a – then maybe you play Boston twice a year or three times, you know, two here and two there kind of. You don't have to worry about it. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I would rather them kind of stay more West Coast, East Coast. And, and you know, Interleague was cool, but I think it's also sold some of the steam out of uh, the All-Star game. The yeah. All-Star game was cool because you like, oh, Kershaw would never pitch to Trout. Never. Well, now a lot of times he does every year. So it kind of right. loses that steam a little bit. but. Interleague is not terrible. Interleague is pretty cool. So it does give the Angels something new to play with or, or new teams to play with. And um, like we said earlier, they're going to be in Miami, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. So um, especially for the Philadelphia fans that are Trout fans, if there's still some left, they are able to um, go check them out and go um, cheer them on or boo them or whatever the hell they're going to do, which is going to be really interesting when um, that happens. All right. So – yeah, that's our, that's our weekly poll question. It is a usual part of this show, unlike the Curator's Chronicles, yes. which is not. We are consistent. So anyway, if you guys want to reach us, uh, again, you guys can email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. That's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. We're on our Instagram. We're on Instagram Live as we speak right now. If you guys have any questions on Instagram Live, shoot them our way. Um, so if you guys want to reach us on Instagram, too, hit us up at halo underscore haven. That's Halo underscore Haven on Instagram and also on Twitter. But our first email to our Gmail account comes from Lamar Washington. He sound he says may sound like a dumb question, but why can't our young guys get deeper in games? Was it an issue for them in the minors, or is this an issue for them at the major league level? That's actually a pretty good question. I don't know that their minor league stats. I don't know how deep they were getting in the games. I wish I did, um, but I just feel it's like a learning process for these yeah, young guys. I think you got to remember, of it, and, and like we said before. Um, the reason why they can't get deep into games is because their pitch count is up quick. Their 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 their, their pitch count is at sixty over three four innings. Maybe not even, not even four innings, like three innings. Um, and then, like I said, six six sixty pitches over two innings is a lot different than sixty pitches over five innings. Just the wear and tear. So once they're able to again mature, and you got like a, a, a pitcher like Jaime and, and Suarez is the same way to a degree where. They don't have overpowering stuff. They rely on paying the corners and getting those calls on the border and stuff like that. When they are not able to get that, they 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 struggle. They walk, and that kills your pitch count. And again, when they go 80, 80 pitches over four innings, that's I mean you're gonna have to pull them on that. So once they get more uh, able to not walk as many guys, I think you'll see them go longer in the games. But it's definitely just their pitch count going way way up as far as um, that's why they're not going into a um, deeper into games. A lot of it has to do with their age. There was a there was a, a graphic somewhere online that youngest rotation at the moment with what who we have right oh, now. They're, in the they're, major they're both leagues. they're both twenty one. Suarez and and, and Barea are both twenty one. I think Canning's like Peters 22 is or, the oldest one. He's like twenty six. Yeah, 20, and, yeah. And Canning's twenty two or twenty three or something like that. So again, it's something they're going to have to mature and, and do over time, and it's not going to come right now. So we'll take a question real quick on our Instagram live feed. Again, Halo underscore Haven on our Instagram. It's the same thing as our Twitter. So this one, Ryan, our Ryan's been pretty good about sending a question every week. So 
Uh, Ryan Baltazar, any idea why angels don't use throwback uniforms regularly? They have classics. We've been talking about this on our show for the last two and a half years. Oh, dude. And, and, and again, this is kind of fits perfectly with this weekend. It's 70s weekend. They're going to throw throwbacks this weekend, which I enjoy. Again, I'll be there Saturday. Oh, yeah. And um, But I, I don't – if we have one issue with front office-wise with the angels, it's this kind of stuff. The promotion It's terrible. Stuff. The bobbleheads coming out kind of sketchy, or not having enough variety of them. No variety of anything. No, or or like this with the with the with the jerseys. Like you have teams out there, and again, last night in in Philadelphia, speaking oh, of this, sick, the dude. baby blues bringing oh. them back. I know. Um, I have family that is in um, San Diego, and and then the, the Westmacott do such a good job. The Padres do such a good job of changing jerseys up, bringing the old mm-hmm. ones. They have like a they call a way back Wednesday where they do a throwback every home Wednesday game, something like that. Um, I don't know if they did it this year, but I know they did it last year. Seattle had throwback mm-hmm. every Sunday home yeah. game. There's something like that. I wish the Pirates every Saturday yeah, playing if, the Yellows. If, if they had, if they did that again. The main issue I've always had with the front office and all that baseball stuff, I don't know enough about to really be critical about it. But fan experience and stuff like that for yeah, fans to just... see something different, I do not know why they I would mean, not do something more than just a weekend out of the year. For those of you on Instagram Live, look at these two hats we're wearing. How sick would they would they would it be to watch the Angels play in these either one every Saturday home game? I mean, I'm not even saying like, okay, you don't have to go every Sunday or Saturday. Shit, but if you, I do. But but if you were to go three or four weekends out of the year, perfect. You know, yeah. like, like a if you want to go like 70s, 80s, 90s, or something like that, uh, three different weekends. Or an alternate. There's no right, al- yeah. the red jersey. That, that's their alternate. They yeah. use that more than their so, other jerseys. Yeah, exactly. So if you were to go like three weekends, a 60s, a 70s, and an 80s, and spread them out, you know, during the summer, I think that's be really cool. Again, I'm not asking for every Sunday because that's for whatever reason that seems like twisting an arm. But three weekends out of the year does not seem that's like not, a big. It's not deal. asking for a lot. It's sure. not. It, 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 we, these, we, these guys, especially like our age and older, have grown up on the Angels and like to see some of those throwbacks. Yeah, look at this. Look what I got. Yeah, Instagram and his livers. old old stuff that he kind of finds at swap meets and Chris finds at swap meets. So, yeah, if, if we've had an issue with. Um, with Angel front office people, it, it's been that. Like, come on, and, and, get more and kind of creativity. We talked that. about this on spring training when we are the only team with one flipping hat that I bought for the last three years. But we're well, not going to say that. Ah, uh, every team has an alternate spring <laughs> cold spring training hat, and we got uh, the same old Angels hat. I have for the last forty three. Wait, four just years? a different patch. Yeah, four, four years, years. I think. Yeah. yeah. So. Ugh. frustrating. All right, next email on our Gmail account comes from Duncan Healy from Dead Horse Alaska. Might I say? Hey, guys, so what do you guys think of Peters? Serviceable lefty, am I right? Oh, for sure. What do you no, see his future with the Angels? I think he's going to be one of those spots. Like, honestly, he's going to be like a five high, like you call him like a 4A guy where he's going to be in AAA, and then if you need a spot, start bringing in and be a reliable guy. But um, four, 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 the four spot, I don't think so. I think he's going to be a good five and spot start kind of guy or even if he eventually goes to the bullpen and gets you three innings. Um, I think that's what it is, but um, again, last three starts for Peters, 16, uh, 19, and two-thirds innings pitched, so that's about seven innings per outing, about 6.2 or something like yeah. that, but it's close to seven. Um, he's a three six six ERA, so again, for like a five, that's really good. That's really that's what you want for a five. I mean, he's not going to be an ace kind of guy, but for a five, he's, I think he's a solid five. Um you know his batting average against is two thirty nine, so I think he I think he can fit that that mold as that five, and again when you've seen it with the Angels for the last who knows how many years, uh, depth you need depth at that pitching pitching spot, so you hope that he's the kind of guy that will give you that depth. It might not be a, a regular in the rotation, but can definitely come up if someone gets hurt, or definitely come up if um, if you need a spot start because of X Y and Z. And then who knows next year with Otani back, they might need a sixth starter, and if he continues to um, do well and carries on the next season. He can be that sixth guy. Yeah. So, and we got to remember with a guy like Peters, all you're asking for from him is to keep you in a game. You're not asking him to win ten games and go out there and be a number three starter. No, go out there, be the number five, keep us in the game, keep us within striking distance, and we'll take care of the rest. And I, from what I've seen, the last two three starts from him, I've been really impressed. So our next question will be on our Instagram live feed again, Halo underscore Haven, um, from legit underscore was that 
Authentics. Authentics, yep. Yeah. Uh, he asked, or she, I don't want to say which one they are. Uh, what do you think uh, is the separation between beating a good team and losing to a bad team? Hmm. What do you think the separation between beating a good team and losing to a bad team? Wow, that's a pretty. I think that's a broad question. Uh, how do I answer this? I, one? I think honestly, it comes into consistency. I think any team, regardless yeah. regardless of how bad they are, yeah. can beat the best team in a in a single game. We're talking yeah. about a single game. Um, but the good teams, the teams that are consistently um, well, up there in the division, yeah. can play consistent all you know. A four game series, they're good three out of them because of the consistency. Right. You know, they might drop one, but um, you know, it's all about. And again, this Angel team, when it was designed, I think if they were consistent, they could they could be very easily have a spot in the wild card because of what you know they can do. It's the consistency part that kills this team because one game they look like all stars, and you have Trout, you have Upton, you have Otani, just boom, 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 boom. You have uh, you know Haney pitching wonderful. You have uh, Canning showing what why he was a number one pitching prospect. But then, you know, fast forward a game later or five games later for a pitcher, you're wondering, wow, why are they up in the majors? It, mm-hmm. it just – it comes down to that. Consistency, consistency, consistency is the main reason why I think, you know, teams can beat good teams and but also lose to really bad teams is that you have to be consistent to win this league. I mean, 162 games. Yeah. It, it, consistency plays a huge part in something like that. Yeah, I'll agree. I can't add more to that one. That's – Perfect answer. Thank you. I yeah. try. Uh, next one. Let's go here. Uh, from Master underscore Fizzle. Oh, what up, Taz? I know him. Oh, okay. Fan of uh, Johnny. Uh, will we see Joe Adele and more prospects like that in September? Um, you know we've I've we've talked about this in, in previous. Po- I personally don't see the rush to bring Joe Adele up. Um, he's been struggling as of late. At the AAA level, which is fine. These are learning curves that he's going to have to do. But I'd rather have him get more consistent at bats, not lose his, uh, not lose his momentum or his confidence in the major league level if he struggles at the major league level. Let him struggle at the AAA level, find himself out. This kid's only twenty. I don't even know if he's twenty-one yet. Right, um, yeah. There's no need to rush him in. The Angels are in no no situation that where they need him to be up here. They're not in the situation well, to. I mean, they are in the situation where you do bring up young guys, but right. I, I just feel like. Like, Joe Adele doesn't have to be here right well, now. Well, yeah, and then, too, you look at it where he's not on the 40-man roster right now, so to get called up in September, you need to be on the 40-man Right. So prospects like Ward, Walsh, um, yeah, Tovar, guys Tovar they're going to be up because they yeah. are already on the 40-man roster. Now, if you see a, a Joe Adele or a Rojas, I don't know, because now you're talking about having to make um, uh, either putting, like, a Listella on the 60-day DL to open it up, um, but I don't know if they're going to do that. Listella came out earlier this week saying he's still kind of slowly getting back. Uh, so I don't know if you're, if you're going to be able to see these guys in September because, again, like they're not on the 40-man roster. And then for them to be on the 40-man roster, you're going to have to make some moves. I mean, you got Michael Hermosillo that one time was competing for that. I mean, going to spring training, it was between him, um, Goodwin, and Borges. and Borges for that fourth spot. And um, he got hurt. He got a sports hernia, I believe. And so he's been working his way back. He's been in Salt Lake. He, I think he came up for a little he bit did. this year. He did. Um, so you'll see him and see, and he's, you know, relatively young. He's born in 95. So if I do my math right, um, if I do my math right or this computer loads quicker, he's only 24 years old. So, again, he's a younger guy that you can see um, mature in the major. So Adele, I'm not 100% sure. So we'll see. I, how I, I wouldn't put my – hold my breath on that. And, again, my only opinion – my opinion is we don't need him to be up here right now. Let him play a yeah. year at AAA. What, what's the yeah, rush? Exactly. There's no rush. There isn't. No. Uh, so the next one, athletics suck. Okay, well, I can get behind that. Will the MLB ever start just start giving Trout the MVP every year <laughs> like he deserves? They should. It almost seems like they should. He's in it every single year. Um, I think he's a front runner in the American League. I was looking at DJ LeMayhew's numbers, and they don't jump out at you crazy except for maybe the one average, stat. The average. Yeah, that one stat. But if you look at but, but, Mike Trout's win above replacement, you look oh, at yeah. his on-base percentage, you look at his home run numbers, RBI well, like, numbers. But, but you look at this too, like, what is he at right now? 40 home runs. What is his career high? 
40, right? 41. 41. I mean, yeah. we're talking right now. He could yeah. theoretically pass it right now, and we would never even know because we're recording this. Yeah. But he's probably going to hit 50, at least 50, I would think, with a whole he month left. he get up left. there to the high 40s for sure. With a, with a whole month left. He goes think, on the streak that he went on last week. Right. Yeah. Um, my fear, I mean, I think he'll win it this year. My <laughs> fear is it going to be what I have to call the Jordan rule, where when Jordan was playing, <laughs> you could have gave it to him every single year, and not, no one would have said anything. But when he had a quote unquote off year for him, which was still a really good year, yeah. they find someone else to give it to. Right. You know, Shaq was the same way the one year they gave it to Steve Nash, where Shaq didn't have his normal year, but it was still a really, really good year. So that's one thing I worry about. But yeah, I mean, until, unless he misses like 100 games, mm-hmm. I think you could pretty much pencil him in top three every single year. For and, and I think the easy. difference between him and you've said it before, there's players who can say, yeah, they're the best player of that year. Mike Trout. Um, consistently, you've been talking about consistency in this podcast every year. This guy puts up numbers, and it's freaking crazy. And I know what you're talking about, man. Is he going to outdo himself this year to where next year it's like he has a slight different ear, a little less average of an ear, and they just don't give it to him? I, th- that's a little. That can be a little. All right. So master underscore fizzle. All right. Nice. Um, how do you guys feel about Jay up as of late? He seems like he's on. The decline of his career. Well, he's older. Yeah, he's so, I mean, 32. He's definitely, he's definitely going down compared to going up. So, I mean, that's kind of obvious. He's well, hey, Look, he's born a little bit after I was. He's 31. Okay. So, that means, so that means, that means I'm 30. So, you, so you, you got to look at up then as you know, he's 31 going to 32. That's around the year where you guys start to decline for sure. But you got to remember, man, he missed all this year, pretty much. I mean, much. he's he's only had this year 144 yeah. at bats, which is about a month and a half worth of at bats. Right. So again, he's still kind of in to his super limited in spring training. So this is still kind of. Sure. I mean, it's this is him getting in a farm right I'm now. I say probably that first 50 at bats yeah. were like spring training yeah. at bats, and now he's trying to get, um, he's starting to get a little bit more. Uh, he's starting to get a little bit more consistent. He's starting to get a little more um, uh, production again. When he got re-signed, I was happy. Well, he's a 30 home run, 90 RBI a year guy when he's out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and two, for what the Angels need, he's what it is. He's 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 streaky, yes, but again, when he gets on, he's he's damn near one of the best offensive players in the uh in the lineup. I mean, the last 14 days. Again, last 14 days for guys that think Upton's horrible in which we have one that's on uh <laughs> Instagram live. Last 14 days, if and, and again, I guess his biggest competition would be Goodwin for that that yeah. that alpha spot. Yeah. Um, uh, his average better than better than Goodwin's. His uh, slugging or his on base better than Goodwin's. So we're talking like Goodwin's on base right now is 269. Last 14 days, Upton is 316. Yeah, I you mean, want you want to talk about slugging? Goodwin the last 14 days is 458. Uh, Upton's is 548. So yeah. again, he might be terrible, but again, he is the best option they have right now in that position spot. So I don't I, know. I just wouldn't go as far as terrible. Like right. I can't, I can't say that just because the dude missed almost all year. He came back what a month and a half ago, right? And again, and like you said, you got to you got to remember those first fifty to one hundred at bats when you start That's a season. Games. Those are like you can't measure a player to that. You have to measure them after, and so. Um, like I said, he's an average thirty home run, ninety five RBI a, player. He's an average. I mean, he's an average. You know? I mean, he's an average guy. And right, defensively, he's not great. But so Goodwin isn't exactly a Golden Glove winner. Well, we either. have seen him make some mistakes out right. there too. So again, for what, yeah. for what is available right now, I mean, it's 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 good. Um, Upton is probably your best option. Yeah, he is. And, and, and keeping and keeping him fresh, keeping him, him and Goodwin kind of um, rotating at this mm-hmm. point. Because again, Goodwin's a lefty. You got. Upton as a righty, I think is is a really smart move to do, just because you and especially with with um, Albert, it's the same way. You have to keep him fresh because after you know four or five games, he starts getting a little bit slower, a little bit more beat up. You give him a day off to kind of recharge his battery, if you will, and 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 he can produce. Um, Albert having a real quiet, really, again, people want to bring up money. That's great, but if you just look away from the money and and look at just numbers, he's having actually a, a pretty decent average year for. For a guy his age, which is all you can ask for. I mean, the money part, there's nothing you can do about changing that. I mean, that's just what it is, and and that comes down on ownership more than anything else. So, there's nothing really big about that. But, um, but yeah. So Upton is, isn't terrible. Upton is, um, if you want to call him just a 
average player, then that's fine. But again, I would say slightly above average, you know. For $22 million, you got to be better than that. Yeah, but $22 million, I mean, who are you faulting for that $22 million? You can't blame him. You can't blame him. <laughs> if someone also be $22 million, it doesn't matter what the hell. What about Albert? Yeah, exactly. It's, that's on ownership. So you can blame <laughs> the player all you want for accepting a $22 million paycheck. No, you can't but, blame him. But I'll it's take like, it really? Like, you're going to blame the player for that? No. That's it, not his fault. It, you're you're on the front office on that yeah, one. Yeah, but say you're worth what someone's willing to pay. And yeah. if someone's willing to pay you $22, guess what? You're worth $22 million. So if people like to like to hang the Albert and the Upton paychecks over their head, which is fine, whatever. It's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, but I mean, you, but if you want to get more into like the actual argument about it, then go and look at numbers that aren't dollar signs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, I mean, that's a lot of money for what you know Albert's producing. You expected the Albert of St. Louis was making that money, but but it was it's not his fault. It, honestly, if you that think money. he got paid when, for what he did in his past. If 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 you thought Albert came even when he first came to the Angels and you were getting St. Louis, Albert, you were just delusional. They came for what he produced for the Angels, um, not even just on the field, but like we've talked about earlier in the podcast, the record breaking, the milestones, the 500, 600 home runs, the now the leader internationally for hits. It's I mean, the milestones. That it, this is what they yeah. paid him for. Not just yeah. as I mean. I, I hate to break it to a lot of you people because you think baseball is baseball, but baseball is also a business. For sure. You know how many T-shirts and buttons and hats and sweatshirts hey. and all that stuff he sold to make that money back for the team? I mean, that, yeah. sorry, but baseball is a business, and I hate to break it to a no, lot of I, fans, I, no, but I mean, that's yeah, just how that's it is. It, well, hey, when he first signed, everyone was buying that Pujols jersey. He just came off a World Series championship. You know, I mean, we all kind of, I mean, I knew at the back end of that contract was going to be terrible because he was going to be close to 40 and probably not produced, but it is what it is. Um, Bradley Scott on Instagram Live said, kind of like having the best player on the planet, but we still, <laughs> we are it's, still trash. They were still trash, but yet he resigned, so obviously he sees something no, that you don't. So. There's, um, We're not a good team right now, and we mentioned, look, broken record here, but I've said it on this podcast from the beginning of the season, I didn't think this team was going to make the playoffs. I was, I said, oh, they're lucky if this team wins 80 games. Um, this is a team I expected. But if you can't look past this season and look towards the future, this Angels team is built to win within the next two to three years with the, with the team, with yeah, the young I mean, youth that at, is coming and the free agency that they can pick up. 20, 21, 2020. Look a solid team. 2022. Really like, solid team. You're gonna, you're set. You're, they're setting themselves up to have a chance yeah. for the long term. And yeah, okay, for 2019 sure. didn't go great, or whatever. But in 2021, 2022, when a lot of these guys are hitting their prime, the Cannings, the, you know, we'll see if Thice works out. That's still kind of a question mark. But, but you we, got Joe Adele coming up. You have you Joe Adele. You have Brandon Marsh. Marsh. You have, um, uh, you have a lot of guys in the minor leagues doing well. So we'll have to see if that works out. And yeah. if that works out, that's gonna. Have that window, that championship window, yeah. a lot, a lot longer. And then the money coming off the books, you don't know who the Angels are going to be able to sign off for agency when an Albert Pujols again, contract is if, up, when if, an Upton contract is up. If, again, knock on wood, if we get Garrett Cole next year, this can be all different with the same. I mean, yeah, was, if, if you put Cole in there and keep everything else the same. Healthy. Healthy, healthy but the same. This whole conversation could be totally different, and only one guy changed it. So to sit here and say they're trash, no. You're, are they two pieces, three pieces away? Probably. Are they um, key players maturing away, like a Renhifo, like a Fletcher, like a um, you know Rojas maybe, or, or these guys maturing and becoming more contributors away? Yeah, but to say they're they're trash is kind wow. of like you. I mean, you guys are on here trolling. No, no trolling. You guys have some strong opinions, but trash is a strong word because. Angels had, Jason? Angels had two options of doing this, tanking like the Astros did and losing 100 games for four straight seasons or being exactly what the Angels right now are, a 500 team. Could be a lot worse, guys. Right now, I think the Angels are doing it the right way. They, they're staying 500. They're keeping, keeping themselves in the mix while still developing their minor league system. Right. It's, it's, they're yeah. doing it the perfect way, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, the future is going to be really big uh, for the Angels. Again, if Andrew Heaney is able to be like a mm. solid three, then great. And then you have, again, knock on wood, if you sign Cole, you have Cole as a one. You have Otani as a two. You have Heaney as a three or or Canning as a three, and then those can be three or four. And then what, your fifth is going to be Jaime or, or Suarez? Mm -hmm. Tell me that that rotation in next year or in two years isn't going to be productive. I mean, I, that, that's that's what I I, I – I, Thing people don't realize is like you put one guy in there and kind of take everyone down a step 
th- that fits their their spot. It just on. makes everybody better. Exactly. It makes so. a bullpen deeper because you're able to put a Dylan Peters in the bullpen for or spot starter. Um, you just never know. They might pick up a serviceable veteran, like you know. Well, I mean, and to talk, talking about bullpen, like there's a lot of bullpen moves out there that can be made that we don't even know about. I mean, oh yeah, I like mean, look butt, at what, look at our bullpen right now. Buttry, Robles. Yeah. I mean, no one knew no about one these ex- guys yeah, two years ago. So, um, bullpen arms. I mean, I don't want to say they're a dime a dozen, but you can find you can find a guy pretty easily that throws mid mid to high nineties. Now, are you able to work with them for control? That's the exactly, difference. Exactly. Yep. You can find these guys that throw ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven all over the place, but now, can you bring them in and work on control? Because that's going to be a difference when it comes to a a good bullpen. So that's something that you know you kind of have to try four or five guys, and maybe three of them hit, and that's right. kind of a numbers game. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, future future looks bright, guys. Uh, this team, yeah, I'll admit this team's not a very good team, but I, this is what I expected They're from this team. team. And again, too, you can't, you can't Trout. Get... Again, I, I'm happy this off season. We're not going to have to worry about oh, the God. the Trout talk about. Yes. Oh, we have they have to do this because to keep them. They have to do that to keep them. No, like you got them. So obviously, whatever the plan, um, Artie and and Epler sat down with Trout and said, "This is what we're going to do." Obviously, he signed off on it. Obviously, he well, agrees he, with. Yeah, it. he and he mentioned Trout himself said, "I like the youth that we have in the minor league system," and I'm I'm assuming that's Griffin Canning, that's Joe Adele, that's Brandon Marsh, guys who are down there who are going to be, you know, Swarm. my major league yeah, yeah. major league baseball players. You know, yeah. So I'm not too worried about the future. <clears throat> I think again. Prospects are kind of a risky situation. They're great when you have them, but you just hope that they um, work out when they get to the major league. So we'll have to see with that. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, the future looks bright. So, again, as Angel fans, it might be pretty crappy now, but you can definitely um, put your hat on it that, hey, this is going to get better. So um, 2020, 2021, 2022, kind of like we we're saying, is definitely – the window for this team. It's not 2019. It was never 2019. It was never going it to be 2019. It was not going to be 2019. So um, that's kind of how we thought about it and, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, again, thank you for the for the guys on Instagram Live, on our uh, email. Again, uh, Instagram Live and Twitter are the same, um, Halo underscore Haven, and our uh, email is allangelspodcast at gmail.com. That's probably the best place if you guys want to see something new, if you guys want to hear something different, um, have ideas, hey, shoot us out. I mean, like shoot shoot us an email. Let us know. We'll, we'll work on it. We'll try to get better. We're just, we're just again, we're about two and a half years in, so we can always get better, always do more. So let us know. Um, angels uh, or Halo underscore Haven and then All Angels Podcast at gmail.com. One more thing before we go. Um, again, if you follow us on, on Instagram, You've seen this, but we want to kind of bring it to a bigger crowd now or or try to bring it to a bigger crowd now. We are teaming up with On Deck Customs. And if you listen to the last podcast, um, I talked to Manny from there. Um, and he's doing some pretty cool stuff. And if you look at his page, I mean, he's he's worked with um, Jemai Jones. He's worked with uh, Luis Renjifo. He's worked with Suarez. I mean, uh, um and some other guys in the, in the farm system too, angels in the farm system. And then he's now branching out with, uh, there's a guy he did, I forgot his name, but he's doing it with, uh, Arizona and did a cleat for him. So his thing is that he does a lot of custom cleats. He can do shoes. He can do whatever you want. So we're teaming up with him to, um, not only grow his, cause again, he started like in February and he's already had, look at his clientele. He's done yeah. Taylor Ward, uh, Salt Lake bees, uh, cleats. So yeah, we are running a contest right now. And it's super easy. And if you're listening to the podcast, actually, you're kind of already halfway there. Um, next week, which I think we're probably going to do the podcast Thursday just because it's an off day. And that makes it, yeah, that makes sense. Makes it easier yeah. for us. Um, so next Thursday, we're going to announce a winner of this contest that we're doing. That's going to be um, a free custom shoe, a custom cleat. So, again, if, 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 if you're an adult, if you're an older, if you know if you have kids, this works out great for you because if your kid – um, Mike Johnny, he plays baseball. Maybe you want to get him a custom cleat for the season that comes by or football that comes by. Um, enter this contest because how it works is you go to his page. Again, it's On Deck Customs on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, but go to his Instagram. Look at his photos. Find a cleat that you it pops out to you that you really like. Tag two friends on it. Okay, All you got to do is tag two friends on them and follow him. Um I follow him, and then what will happen is, you know, Thursday morning or Wednesday night or whatever, um, 
he will give us he'll pick a winner random winner he'll give us the uh, username and then on the podcast that day we will or Thursday we will announce the winner and then from there you can get again if it doesn't have to be for you if you're if you have a kid that's playing football football seasons now high school football is kicking up and and if you want a custom cleat for your kid that's going that goes to school at uh, whatever Ramona we're just saying local Riverside schools but it can be anywhere you want a custom cleat for him again turnaround time is like two weeks three weeks you give us a cleat and we'll get you in contact with him and you guys can work out the design whatever you want he'll do it for free so again if you want a custom cleat you want a custom shoe I mean just a shoe to walk, wear to Angel Games or, or wear to again to a football game or whatever he could do that too so again um, all you gotta do is go to On Deck Customs on our on his Instagram feed Go to our feed if you, and we have a, a, a more details about the contest and the link and all that stuff. But um, go there, follow him. You have to follow him. Tag two friends, and then that's how you enter the, the the drawing. And again, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're already halfway there. Yeah. Because we're gonna announce it on the podcast only. We're not gonna do it on Instagram Live. Sorry, Instagram Live people, but you're gonna have to listen to the podcast. Um, and 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 that's and we'll put it out there. You listen. You you email us back or DM us back or however you want to contact us, and and we'll go from there. And then we'll put you in contact. You guys work out whatever you want to get done. But again, you supply the shoe. You supply the cleat. But he'll do all the work. Whatever you can think of, or maybe you you have trouble thinking of an idea. You guys can talk back and forth, and maybe he can help you with um, ideas or what you want to put on the cleat. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. So again, go to On Deck Customs. Um, it's on our Instagram live. Our Instagram. Uh, story we'll post some more stuff throughout the week so you guys don't forget but thursday we'll announce the winner there you have it perfect opportunity no reason why not it's free to do it. all yeah. you gotta do is provide a shoe or a cleat but again if you if you're playing a sport or if your kid's playing a sport there's a good chance you're gonna have to buy those cleats anyway so might as well yeah. might as well buy you know buy an all white one and give it to him and let him do his work on it and so you have the best cleats out there on the team well, uh, Deion Sanders, what do you say? Look good, look good, play good? Yeah. No, what was it? Look good, feel good, play good. There you go. Easy money, easy money. So, yeah, I mean, no reason not to get on there, do what you got to do. Uh, next week, like you said, Thursday off day, more than likely that's the day we're going to record. The question is, will Chris be Yeah, I was just about to say that. Where we're going to be, I don't know. Will there be Curator's Chronicles? TBD. I don't know. TBD. To be determined, yes, for sure. But anyway... I mean, I ain't got. I don't have anything else other than you guys want to email us. It's at allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. That's allangelspodcast at gmail dot com. And like uh, Daniel said on uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's the same thing. Halo underscore Haven. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up for us this week. You have listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I'm Johnny Mags. I'm Down Garcia. Catch you next week. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.